Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to Always Race Day's uh, 2024 World of Outlaws preview. Uh, I'm Connor Ferguson, Josh Gerlach to, I mean, my right, I guess. Your left? I don't know. Well, it'll probably change when Damon's on here. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is obviously recorded pretty late um, to where the start of the season is. Thankfully, there's 86 races. Uh, but we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen this year, all the championship picks, all that type of stuff. Um, Damon will be joining us soon. And uh, before we actually really start, oh, here's Damon. Uh, Damon's on his phone. I don't know if he's seen this layout yet. Damon has uh, Damon. Like he's got a nice team. beard with the logo. Yeah, Damon's bowling team is. Yeah, Damon's bowling team is uh, on a roll right now. Can you tell everyone that you're like? in the coach of the year running uh, no i'm not in the coach of the year running but uh i am i don't know we we've been red hot since the start of the uh start of the semester we haven't scored less than 70 points the whole semester so i don't know what the deal is it's cool to see and i get like subconsciously nervous every weekend you guys have tournaments because i'm just the only update i'm waiting for is damon's facebook post at the end of the weekend and i'm like well if they get a fender bender if the tire goes flat then i'm gonna have to wait an extra hour and no one's gonna let me know that that happened so it's like a five-star culture down yeah. there yeah i'm ex- it's so cool because well you, i just like put it up like with other sports that other teams i watch and like you see a coach get better and i never thought damon would get this good though he's elite you guys are sweet 16 mound? <laughs> no. In comparison. Uh, no? Synonymously? I mean, we're, we're making the tournament in comparison. I believe. Let's put it I, that way. We're, I believe, we're I believe in David more than he does. We're a mid-major that's making the tournament. How's that sound? Hey, oh, getting true. the dance and anything can happen, baby. Let's go. <laughs> damn, damn cool to see for the Columbia Cougars. Um, yeah. No, let's uh, let's Let's hop into it, though. Uh, do you guys want to start off with title picks? Sure. Damon, who's well your pick? Jump in. Um, well, now that it's half and half now, I'm going to go uh, the guy of the two, 
I think this is the year Gravel gets the job done. I think that's the easy pick, right? But uh, I think this is the, the year that he finds a way to get the job done. I like it. That was that was an easy pick for you. I'm going to let Josh go because I have a feeling I know who he's taking. Well, I'm not going to go out on a limb like uh, like like you just did there. So um, <laughs> no, I think Gravel is easy, like you said is the easy one. Um, I think personally it'll probably come down to him or Macedo, and just who out of those two guys can be the most consistent. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Carson Macedo. All right, simple enough. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that's doing a show with our company because uh, that seems like the logical thing to do. So, uh, Gio, <laughs> you're my pick. Good job. Buddy. I have him Can't as a dark horse. Can't wait to listen to you and Chris and uh, see you get better with KCP again. Uh, I was hoping you guys would do that just so I could pick Gio and have a cop out in any direction. Uh, but I, I, watch, do really think, I do really For think real. he's there. Um, someone's going to comment and be pissed no one picked Donnie shots. That's usually Damon's job to do, but he neglected that today. Um, well, I mean, uh, you know, you know my affections for Donnie, but his uh, his title times I think are coming to to an end with the dominacy of of Gravel and and Macedo. Well, and I think not having Brad Sweet there every night and not having some of these guys that will be racing high limit that i mean it's gonna dilute some fields not not to the extent that people in the off season were worried about that was the thing was like some people thought the world of outlaws might not even be around anymore right now which is insane to think about um over the off season and we'll see what you know what everything shapes up to be a lot of these bigger weekends we're still going to have the same full fields upwards to 100 cars with the crown jewels and stuff like that um but there are going to be uh some weekends where they're both in the midwest running national races against each other on the same dates uh and that's going to be interesting to you know see the cream rise to the top there and who shows up and, and who goes where not to uh rhyme on you guys like that well, I think the other right thing now. is people yeah, right? the the thing that people forget too is it's not like that Brad Sweet's gonna be completely gone from running the Outlaw series. He's made that pretty known that he's gonna go run the races that he can. Um they've just changed where their where their allegiance lies. So there it's still out there for for them to make a name against the top drivers, even though they're not running on a full time basis. For sure. And obviously, uh, the season gets started off tonight, four days of racing, Wednesday through Saturday. I'm so thankful that they're not doing races on Super Bowl Sunday anymore. Makes we were two la- we were two laps away from Donnie Schatz's 300th win coming on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> it was 300th or 299th. I th- I'm pretty damn sure it was 300, though, because I ended up being at the 300th, and that was later that season in uh, Dubuque. But... It, what like talk about just an absolute highway robbery if that moment hadn't had actually been it, I, the Super Bowl had started. I can attest to that. I'm sitting there at like our family friend's house with my laptop up. Like, hey, it's the season opener. I really want to watch this race, and especially if Donnie Shots is starting near the front, going for 300. Like any other one, you know, I might have it on on my phone in the background or something. But I I wanted to watch that one. And yeah, please just don't race on Super Bowl Sunday. You don't need to. Agree. I think there's a lot of calendar days I could do that for though. I think we've we've established that that ass. Yeah. Um, 
No, uh, so Buddy Kilfoyd uh, is going full-time with the Outlaws this year with the Roth Motorsports. They're one of the teams splitting up their entries to both national tours. Uh, what do you guys think uh, we'll see from him this year, and uh, how many wins do you think he's going to chop off? I think it's smart ahead, first Josh. to do that um, for Shark and for Roth to do that. Makes makes perfect sense for one. Um, I actually had uh, Buddy down as as one of the guys that if if you could like put consistent runs together, you never know he could be up there in the title fight too. Same with Logan and Sheldon, um, and I I had um, Geo and Donnie as my dark horse contenders just to get that out there. But um, I mean, Buddy has the speed. We saw it you know, multiple times firsthand last year, like Husitz. I mean, he, he had that race potentially one and a, a couple others before the, the TRD motor went boom. So, um, you know, for, for their side of things, hopefully they have those bugs worked out and they don't run into to those types of issues. Kind of what we saw with Donnie with the Ford motor, um, really early on. And I think that, like I said, he's got the speed, he's got the talent. It's, it's going to be, you know, when you're 40, 50 races into the season and then you're in the middle of who, who knows where, um, you gotta, you gotta grind out those consistent finishes. If you're going to be in the, in the hunt for the, the title, which we've seen Brad and, and, uh, David really be the, the two top guys last few seasons to, to be able to put that consistency together and even be in it at uh, Charlotte. Yeah, and I do think if Carson Aceto doesn't get hurt last year, uh, and he drove through a lot of pain, uh, I think yeah. he's he's been pretty public about that. You could see it if you were walking by him. Uh, yeah. I think there was an interview we did with him where yeah. we told yeah. him, like, hey, you sit down if you need to sit down. But, uh, like, there was a few weeks where he wasn't at 100%. He had to get back up there. And I, he was, he's been right around where gravel's been, kind of tapers off at the end of the year. It's that Pennsylvania type swing that really can trick people some years. But, and, you know, maybe it's not even that. But I think those guys have put a, a real bar on what consistency is behind Brad sweet and how Brad sweet is the most consistent, like pound for pound bar for bar number one right now in a sprint car every weekend. There's, there's not a debate to it. Quite honestly, now big race one weekend, that's a different story, but overall whole, whole different deal. Those guys have had kind of a separate tier right behind Brad that they've separated themselves from the rest of the field. So I'm wondering if they get closer to the rest of these guys, the way this thing is set up, or if it goes the other way and they even separate themselves farther and maybe someone jumps up into that top tier with them uh, and you have a three, four or five. I, I think there's seven guys starting in these first 12 that could win the championship. And I'll get to the 12 thing in a second here, but would you guys agree? Like pretty top tier of seven tiers inside there kind of too? I mean, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think just even the consistency factor, right? Like when even those, those shows that don't have, you know, but maybe you're only having 30 total cars at the facility or whatever it may be, right? Like the, the lower end, if you're taking care of your stuff and, and finishing up front in those type of shows, like it's those ones that kind of trip up more than it is the, the big shows, right? Like everybody, everybody prepares for the big shows throughout the year. Uh, everybody prepares for like the two day weekends at, at one place. It's those one-off shows. It's those, those 
fields that aren't as as competitive or as big because you feel like you can maybe get by you know taking a little bit off and and then those ones trip you a little bit so consistency i think is the biggest thing i think there's a few guys out there that uh either a want to have better consistency or b have to have better consistency and i think it also too it was kind of public that um jjr they had some turnover in their like all of their crew essentially except for phil deets and if you think about you know like you said if you're in some race that only has 26 cars and you have an issue on track how long how long does it take for even those crew guys to kind of gel and mesh and if you've got to fix a front axle and you have to do that or else you're you know you're going to finish 20th but if you can get back out there and your your bad finishes are inside the top 10 instead of 12th or 13th on average like that is how you win a championship well, that's that's how Brad's done it the last few years in particular. I mean, think of yep. think of the times we've seen Brad in the work area uh, for some whatever reason, mechanical crash, whatever. And at the end of the night, it's 11th, it's 10th, it's 8th, it's, you know, whatever it may be. He's still in contention for good points days. Do you guys think, think that could... Well, like the King's Royal, I I think I have this right. Like the King's Royal Saturday night, that was his first. I know it wasn't a points race for the Outlaws or or it was show up points, but wasn't that like his first missed World of Outlaws feature in like a decade or something like that? I wish I still had that stat in front of me. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. I remember that. It's like that's how you win a shitload of (laughs) championships in a row. Do you guys think they'll uh, still turn off the two-minute clock for Carson and David? Like they did (laughs) Brian? I'm just kidding. All jokes. All jokes. If you're out you there. You just triggered a whole bunch of people. <laughs> it's not a shot at World Racing Group. I just want to make you guys laugh, I promise. Oh, God, I love those conspiracy things. It's in it, the funny thing is, is if there was ever one close, it's gonna happen when like there's oil on the racetrack or something. If there was ever one that took 10 minutes to fix and they got it fixed, it would take exactly 10 minutes to clean it up, purely coincidentally. So doesn't that doesn't help the case. Um, hopefully my voice gets back to normal by the next time we record. Uh, so sorry about that. But Craig Kenzer announced on Tuesday uh, that he's officially going full-time with Premier Motorsports, that light blue number 70 car. Um, so really amped to see that. Love seeing Craig on the tour uh, carry on that name and everything like that. Uh, I haven't gotten – I reached out to his public relations uh, haven't gotten any confirmation that Noah Gass is going to run the full series. Uh, I was told he was not in Fallujah uh, by Corey Kanisha. And I, I think it's Kanisha. It might be Nisha uh, in a tweet. But, yeah, I, I just asked if they still plan on running the full tour. Everything that I had seen and read had pointed to that. Uh, but we don't know yet. So, Kind still of on their site, listed as, yeah, as an outlaw. Still on their site, yeah. Yep, I checked. I was just checking that earlier too, just to see. And so it stays at twelve. Um, for what it's worth, Craig Kinzer isn't on there, uh, but that all happened in the last twenty-four hours. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if you know that changes. I, you know, maybe they didn't get to Volusia till today. Who knows? Uh, actually, could probably check his Twitter and see if they've tweeted. Um, what are you guys most excited to see uh, out of this group and, you know, what's going on this year? What do you think, Damon? Josh, go ahead. 
You go first. Well, for today, I'm just happy to see some freaking sprint cars back on track. Yeah, that, it's that actually count, so that's cool. Yeah, um, so, and I put, I put these guys on the spot wanting to do this when we did it. I've had too hectic of a January and February to. So we're, we're there. We're there. We're in the season now, and we can't complain about time anymore. So that's how it works. I think right? it's. I think it's cool. Like you, you're going to just with the way things have happened over the last year or so, and then especially this last off season, um, we have the chance to see a new generation of outlaws start making their names. Like, of course, a lot of the guys at the top of the list. You talk about like Buddy and Macedo, Gravel, Donnie, Gio, all those guys, Logan. Uh, Sheldon, um, they're known commodities, but now you can go and chase a title. Like the, the um, defending champion is not going to win it this year. So you're going to have a new champion that, that you haven't had in, in quite a while. And, you know, seeing rivalries, we've already had the gravel Macedo stuff in, in the past, especially last year. And, you know, when, when you're maybe battling for the championship with those two, what might happen on track you know there, there's there's plenty of things and, and you know there's been some changes a lot of changes at world racing group too so um you can see how new guys not even racing but just kind of how the dirt vision broadcast and stuff flow with, with some new people there too um could be entering kind of a new era with with the outlaws and i think it's exciting to see what that holds yeah, I completely agree yeah, with you. I, oh, okay damon's just copying me at this point i, <laughs> go ahead, I, go ahead. I am I'm going in. Uh, no, I I do. I think that's the big. I think that's the big thing to look for, though, is who rises to the occasion, right? And obviously, we know Macedo and Gravel are going to be the guys to be. That's there's no question about it. But I, I think it's that second tier that Connor was talking about earlier is those kind of guys. You know, Sheldon. It's publicly known that he's got to have another. He's got to have a big year to continue and i think this is a year where we see a guy like like him we see a guy like buddy really come into their own a little bit you know maybe this is a rebound year for donnie you know it's it's one of those deals where where it's kind of there's a lot of question marks but that's where the best racing i think comes from is when you don't know you know, it's the it's the unexpected that happens almost every every week. And I think that's I think that's what makes it exciting. I think back to, you know, just a couple of years ago with the the new NASCAR, uh, when they came out with that that new style, the next gen car. Right. Like the, everybody was on the edge of their seat for the entire season because they didn't know. Yes, there were challenges. Well, we were it, just but, so excited yeah. that the 550 package never had to be talked about. On right. The yeah, you know, that's what it was. So I think, you know, we you play off that in the same way. Like the, the unexpected can and will happen the majority of this season, granted, even through, you know, 90 plus races. Unless yeah, they start bringing the NFL script writers in, then, you know, that could totally change oh. everything. But we'll, we'll have to just wait and yeah, see. True. Couldn't, couldn't be worse than the WWE ones that <laughs> had a screw up so bad they got me to watch the i watched like an hour of monday night raw for the first time in a decade last this monday so you smelled what the rock was cooking cody rhodes (laughs) is all over every social media feed i have it that in it i i probably i apologize i I derailed us no yeah we'll we'll get back into it uh i was going to talk about uh bill baylog and and brog zirfoss and guys like that and i know they're not i know zirfoss isn't new to the tour i know baylog has been racing all over the place uh but i want to see what 
you know, their seasons turn into. And I, I think there's some intrigue uh, just to see, you know, can you take a step forward? Can you take a gigantic step to be in that, you know, battle for the middle spots and, and get a few extra thousand dollars at the end of the year. I'm really excited to see that. Uh, and also in this, another, again, not just taking shots at the world Valas here. High limit is going to be the most intriguing tour, probably on a night in night out basis, the entire season. It's a new national series. They have the driver lineup that they do. There's some guys that haven't been on national tours that they got to race their national tours or tour and yeah, it's 60 races. That's a big part of it. They get off weekends with it. That's a huge deal uh, for them to be able to attach their name to a tour now for the first time ever. It's something people have wanted to see. But I want to see what the World of Outlaws does to try and set itself apart and try and bring intrigue from the fans in response to that. And you don't, you know, that doesn't have to be moves like we're going to one-up them by allowing fans in the pits for 45 minutes instead of 30. Suck it, high limit. No, I want to see what they do to not just differentiate themselves uh, from high limit, but what they do to improve their product uh, both on the racetrack and off uh, that. You know, maybe High Limit hasn't thought of. Maybe we haven't seen it before in sprint car racing entirely uh, and stuff like that. I'm excited to see, you know, that little – hopefully it doesn't turn into a one-up battle is what I'm trying to also say. Uh, but I, I want to see uh, what they put out there and, and what the product looks like. I didn't get to watch last night on Dirt Vision, but is the they usually have a different scoreboard tonight. That's what I look for on night one is like the banner and stuff is updated and changed. And usually people hate part of it and they're pretty quick to change it. That's one of my favorite yeah. traditions. The first night is like, Hey, everything looks really good, but can we not have the first three letters of their name in like this bright <laughs> generic white font on this regular blue background? Can we maybe just type out their names? But yeah, uh, I don't know. A lot of stuff to look for. Did you guys see too tonight? Like, um, with everything kicking off, like gravel won three of the five races there. So last year, so, you know, get through this week and see how it shakes out. You know, that could, could end up being kind of foreshadowing for the rest of the year. It could not be, you know, but it, it could also, somebody comes out and makes a name. Hell, what if a high limit guy wins, <laughs> you know, the majority of the races too. That's what I want to see too. I want to see social media. I want to see was live. Did they ever do it that, I know if they want a major, they were going to have all the live guys go out and take a photo on the 18 green or something. I do want to see that. That, that would be Just funny. Selfish. I mean, and I, you know, I like, I'm the stickler of, you know, trash talk and chirping and they've got John Rom now. So he, uh, I bet she's probably going to have, <laughs> have his chances this year. We'll see, man. I can't wait. All right. And that's all I got for world of outlaws. Do you guys have anything else? I don't. I need Super Bowl, Super Bowl picks. Well, that's kind of obvious. You're picking. You guys are both picking against Brock Purdy. As much as it kills me to pick, as much as it kills me to pick against Brock Purdy, I have to stay with my team. Um, All right, Shane Shane Golovic. I'm picking for him. I hope. I hope that it is a. I hope that it is a really, really high scoring game. And Brock balls out. Yeah. yeah, I want to see Brock ball out so people can't shit talk him anymore with all the trash yeah. that he's been. Oh, they still like, can. Just it's no, very they easy. Still will. No, they they will yeah. still do it. They will. 
He's right, 21, and five, 21 and five as a starter. Never exited the playoffs before the NFC championship game. Last and, pick in the draft, and he's he's just awful. So oh, yeah. man. he's gonna throw he's gonna throw for four eighty five and five scores and still be the worst player in the league. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's yeah, that, tweet. it's a weird it's a it's a weird thing, Damon. You're probably feeling the same thing. Like I'll I'll be bummed if the Chiefs lose, it's but I can't so be weird. too upset because Brock's gonna be Super Bowl champion. So that'd be that'd be cool too. But yeah, let's go Chiefs. You, you guys have had the success. That's what, like, this is the dynasty. And the Niners have it? What do you mean? Not really. Not with Brock? Well, not with Brock. 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 We're not talking about the the terrible Vikings or anything like that. I I know. It's not the Vikings playing. I was worried (laughs) that Monday night football game. That's the equivalent to an NFC championship game if you're a Vikings fan. It's just Monday night football week six. Those those lean Montana. Basically was watching. Basically was what that (laughs) you can't go back to like the eighties. No, no. You were, you were like 20 years minus 20 years older when that was all going on. Pretty much. Yeah. No, (laughs) historically, like if you have 20, like the Yankees, I don't care that they had 27 or the Cowboys have six championships or whatever it is. Yeah. It's a weak argument. I admit that. Shit. Oh my goodness. I would hate to be a Cowboys fan. Let me tell you what, Uh, but no, I was like wondering going into that Monday night game, uh, is this going to be hard to cheer against Brock Purdy? And I knew like the day after I'm going to talk on a podcast with Brock Purdy's college center and we're buddies. Colin Wills, his name. If you follow Cyclone Fanatic, you know who he is. And I was like, this is going to be like kind of difficult to cheer for Brock or cheer against Brock. And I think he threw his first interception. I was like, Oh no, this is easy. Still a Vikings fan. <laughs> so I don't know how, if he'll throw a peck Sunday, but you'll you'll still end up cheering for the Chiefs. Damn right. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, we got that taken care of. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in. This is up Wednesday afternoon. If you're listening on Wednesday, you're a real diehard. I love you. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you to everyone else who listens after that too. Uh, but for Josh and David, I'm Connor Ferguson. Uh, as always, presented by the Carlotto Group today. Thanks again. Appreciate y'all.